If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. All right, Camille, welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So let's start off by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what got you into nursing. Um, honestly, I can't even pinpoint what got me into nursing. I just knew that like literally from in high school, I just knew that I wanted to be a nurse. I didn't have any nurses in my family at the time, but I did have a few, um, family members who were CNAs. Um, I don't know if that played a part in it, but I just knew I wanted to help people and I just knew like, I'm going to be a nurse. And so like my guidance counselors, they fed into it. They knew I believed in that goal and they made sure that all my classes set me up well for nursing school. Well, that's amazing that you remember. (laughs) So I guess my next question for you, because like, even for me, when I was in nursing school, Um, my experience kind of honed me in on like, okay, you need to get through this because you want to like get out on the other end. What kept you motivated in school since you don't know exactly what kind of put you on that track? What just, just to finish, like I'm, I'm just a person that like, when I start something, I finish it. Even Mm -hmm. if it takes me Uh, a year more, two years more, like I just have a goal and I just know I have to finish it. And so, and and I might, I really looked up to my grandfather a lot and he always pushed me. And I, in my eyes, I could like, if I ever stopped school or dropped out or changed paths, I felt like almost that I would let him down. So I know Mm -hmm. I always had him like rooting for me and I just always wanted to make him proud my parents too but more so my grandfather and so it was just one of those things you start and you stop you finish you get to the you finish your four years and then you're done and then I thought I was done after my four years like oh no done with school not doing school anymore and then a few years later I went back for my master's (laughs) yes yes you bring up a really good point about um you know your parents and your grandfather because I think when we go to school everybody is so proud of us right it's like oh you you made it so to speak um and then you're there and everybody's like oh how's school going are you gonna be a nurse you know and then that's like a little bit of pressure uh so then you do because I felt the same way I was the first one to go to college in my family and it was pressure like you have to finish there's no 
there's no other choice. Right. So I, I totally get that. Um, but what kept you focused aside from that? How did you motivate yourself? Because nursing school's hard, right? I think it was the hardest four years of my life. Um, <laughs> but how did you keep yourself motivated? Like, you know, just our student nurses who's listening, like what kind of kept you, you know, on the path aside from, you know, wanting to make your family proud? I think because I had um, a lot of support from friends who were also in nursing, we studied together, we cried together. (laughs) Um, Having that support system was everything, like having somebody in the same class as you or struggling with the same exam. Um, We studied together. We, if there were things that we didn't understand, we helped each other work through it. Like we all had the same goal. Like we're going to finish this degree. We're going to finish this degree together. And, um, for me, that was a big help. I feel like if I was in nursing school by myself, I probably, I mean, I would have finished, but I feel like I wouldn't have had as much like accountability, um, and push from somebody else who kind of understands my struggle. So I would say, um, that was a very big help for me. Yeah. So building that community is important to get through nursing school. And even, you know, when you get out of nursing school, it's important to have that community. So that is a good nugget for our uh, nursing students listening. So what made you transition um, into getting your master's degree after, you know, doing nursing? What 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 triggered you to go back? I wanted more Um, working as a staff nurse and working very closely with residents in the hospital um, and working 12 hour shifts with my patients. Like we knew our patients and it was very frustrating when we knew something was off with our patients and we couldn't do anything about it. Like we couldn't put in orders. We could call and speak to a resident and say, hey, you know, Mrs. Jones, she's off. I, I've worked with her for three nights this week. Something's not right. I know something's off with her. She's not her normal self. And they kind of just, you know, oh no, she's fine. We checked on her. We rounded on her today. She's fine. You know, it's like, you just have this thought on the back of your mind and you know, something's not right with her just to come back the next day. And she's in the ICU with a blood clot or pneumonia or something. And it's like, I know her, I knew that. And it was frustrating to not be able to put in an order when I wanted to, or, you know, prescribe something when I wanted to. And half of the time when we called residents, they were like, I don't know, what do you think we should do? We were like telling them what to do. And I was like, no, let me do this on my own. (laughs) So I felt like the only way to be autonomous in the sense that I wanted to be was to go back and be a nurse practitioner. So that's really what um, is what kind of really made me push myself to do that. I just needed more autonomy to do um, the things for my patients that I wanted to do and care for them in the way that I wanted to. And I'm happy you did because that's how we met. We both <laughs> that's right that working is in a nursing facility so that's awesome and I think that's really good I you know you do need that bedside experience right like you said you were there you were calling residents and you got to experience it before you went back to um school to be an NP uh what would your advice be for nurses who are in nursing school right now who are already saying oh I'm going back to be an NP what would your advice be to them <sighs> keep going. Like, I feel like a lot of, um, nurses that I speak to, like, that's their end goal. Um, 
but some of them are kind of unsure. They're not familiar with what type of field they can get into as a nurse practitioner. Keep going. I feel like once you have an idea in your head, once you have a dream, you have to just keep going until you pursue it, until you accomplish it. Um, and also do some research, like find while you were in nursing school, find out about all the different specialties there are. Um, maybe you can volunteer. Um, if you want to do oncology, maybe you can volunteer there. Maybe if you want to do, you know, GYN, like, I feel like find what you, what you think your niche is. Cause I feel like, um, a, a lot of students kind of waste time. Like they don't know what they want to do. They do a year here, a year there, a year there. And they don't really find what they're passionate about. I wish I would have done some more volunteering. I mean, I went straight into med surge um, as an RN. Um, and that was one thing that it was really, I learned a lot. It was a very good, robust um, way to learn. But as in terms of nurse practitioner, I kind I knew I just wanted to do family practice. I didn't I couldn't focus on what I really wanted to do. So I just did, did a general degree. And I personally didn't want to be stuck with a specialty um, degree that I couldn't do anything else with, like neonatal, you can only do that, or um, geriatrics or acute care. So I would say kind of try to do a little research and figure out what your niche is, um, find out what area you'd like to practice. Yeah, that would be my advice. Do you feel it's important for nurses to have some level or years of experience before going back for their NP? Because I know some programs are kind of just going straight through. It's so funny you say that. I literally had this conversation today with a colleague. I do think you need that experience. Um, I understand the push for DMP and all of that, but I, it's a little unsettling that um, students are going from a bachelor straight to a doctorate and have never been an NP or have never been an RN. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. It, it's a little scary, um, to me personally, cause it's just like, you just skipped a whole, <laughs> like you just skipped the big chunk out of this whole path. Like, how are you now, um, doctor so-and-so and you've never practiced as an as an APRN so um, I, I discourage those programs I know there's a ton of them out there and um, kudos to everybody that goes through it I just hope you guys feel prepared that's my biggest thing if you feel prepared um, to tackle on this new career then great but I just I don't know how do you how do you feel about it yeah, I feel like you need experience. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people have an idea of what an NP is, like, but they don't really know. Like, it's a lot of responsibility. And I like what you said, going out, uh, seeking out counsel, right? Maybe mm -hmm. shadowing or volunteering. But I also feel like to be an RN, there's so much you learn. And I think they, they're, they're, um, they have this idea of being a, a DNP or being an APRN is like this thing. But like you said, you're missing a big chunk. Those, you know, years of being on the floor, being a floor nurse with an assignment, caring for patients, like you said, that intuition of knowing that a patient's not doing well. Those are things that are not learned. That's just right. through experience. So when you are an NP and you're taking care of patients, you have that foundation. I think when you go too fast, too soon, you lose that foundation and then you're not really uh, building on anything. I so agree. Then you're really not that successful, so to speak. You have the title and the initials and all that, but your foundation is not uh, solid. 
I agree. And I do feel that a lot of people want a DMP just to be called like doctor and just to say, I have a terminal degree. Um, and you're right. When you put it in that perspective, like you don't have anything to build on and you don't have that spirit experience. Cause you're right. There's a lot of things that we learn in school, like book wise, it, you don't retain all of that information and you learn best by your experience, hands-on. That's how we learn. So if you don't have that hands-on and that experience with with different types of patients, different types of symptoms, different types of, you know, tests and all kinds of things, how are you going to know when things are wrong or are not going the right way? How are you going to identify, okay, some, we need to do an intervention, like something needs to happen here. So, um, I don't know. I, (laughs) I know some people probably, I don't know. I, I think I, I, some people do, they love the idea of going through that program. Um, but I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable or safe as a new provider going to that path. Cause I've never ha- wouldn't have had that experience as a seasoned NP. Yeah. And you know what, like being called doctor, there's responsibility that comes with that. Yeah. It may sound cool or be cool, but you know, the title is not what makes it cool. It's really the impact. So I always think about, you know, if you want to be a nurse, why do you want to be a nurse? Right. So I think you have to always start there. And for me in my heart, being a nurse is really having impact. So it's not about titles. So you can be an RN and have more of an impact than someone with a DMP or a PhD. Right. Um, So I I think you have to really keep your eye on the prize and say, how can I impact the lives of patients, the lives of nurses, the life, the profession in general? Because there's I mean, there's so many opportunities for impact in the profession, which is something we can get into in terms of nursing shortage and the crisis. But I think, you know, new nurses who are listening, you really have to think about why you're doing what you're doing. And it can't be for the optics of having letters behind your name or having doctor in front of your name. That really cannot be it. If that's it, then we need to talk. Then connect with me personally and let's really talk about it. But it's a good point. I know a lot of nurses want to be doctors, want to be NPs, but they lose focus of why they're doing what they're doing, if that makes sense. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So I know for you, you're making an impact in the world. And I know, you know, you're an NP and I know you are in a DMP program. But aside from that, tell us what you're doing uh, being an independent uh, provider. Tell us about your, your new clinic and everything you're doing. Um, okay. So I have a um, private practice um, primary care practice that I started this year, um, which is starting to um, starting to pick up. We started off as a direct primary care practice, um, but we have transitioned to um, the traditional model of primary care accepting health insurance. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I feel like we tried to you know, explain to people the importance of the direct primary care and how it actually saves money. But I think we've grown to be so accustomed to using our insurance, we don't realize it's actually way more expensive for us. I mean, you think you pay your premiums out of your paycheck, you pay your co-pays, 
you if you have a high deductible then you have to pay part of that as well like so you're and then you have to pay whatever you, you know when you go to the pharmacy for medications you have to pay now whatever deductible for medication so um I decided to just do a hybrid model because so many people reached out wanting to get primary care established. Um, I guess now a lot of primary care offices are no longer accepting any patients. I don't know if it's the backlog from COVID. They're slammed. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons for it, but um, I am happy to be serving in my community in that way. Um, in addition to that, <laughs> I also have a med spa that I opened up recently. Um, and that's kind of more on the fun side of, of <laughs> healthcare. We do, you know, Botox and fillers and IV hydration. Um, we're implementing a weight loss program. Um, what else? Top of my head, facials, massages, things like that. So it's kind of nice to be tackling healthcare on both ends of the spectrum. Um, in addition to that, as you mentioned, I am in um, school for my DMP. I have two more classes left, cannot wait. Um, I also teach nursing students online at Chamberlain University. I teach RN to BSN students. I teach the health assessment class. Um, yeah. And that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That is. And I want to know how has your nursing experience as an RN helped propel you, right? Because now you're running your own practice, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have a doctor there. And, and yes, you can run your own practice as an NP, depending on what state you're in. So, right. you know, just so people kind of know that, but how important was that foundation for you to do what you're doing now to run a med spa, run a primary care clinic? Everything, uh, everything that you learn as a, as a RN, um, everything that I've learned as an NP, it kind of all went together. I feel like my RN experience in a hospital in the med surge setting helped me with my critical thinking skills. Um, and I will say I am, I do kind of miss the bedside being a nurse practitioner, but the RN aspect of things helped me with my critical thinking and to kind of pick up when somebody's got like an acute, um, an acute condition going on, you know, the, the NP side is more so of, okay, I, I identified what the issue is. What's our diagnosis? How are we going to treat it? How are we going to follow up with them? And then how are we going to like prepare, like, you know, their discharge, discharge instructions and helping them prevent rehospitalizations and things like that. So the, for me, I feel like they both mesh well and go hand in hand on treating patients as a whole. No, that's great. And, and I know that you're running a business, even though it's independent practice, but talk to me a little bit about, I'm not sure how much you're going to say, but how much did nursing school prepare you for the business aspect of running a practice? Not at all. <laughs> and that is actually what my focus is for my DMP project is I'm um, developing a teaching module to teach other nurses and nurse practitioners how to open up businesses. I wish they taught us that in school. Like there were, and you and I, we all know there were some classes we could have done without. You could have, <laughs> you could have taken out one of those filler courses and did like a business course for nurses. Like it's so important. Um, and 
I had to take my own like class or how to start up your business from another NP um, who has, who has her business. And it's amazing how much you learn, but I don't, I don't understand why they don't feel that that's an important part of our nursing curriculum, because it really is. And I've always asked myself, like, is there a reason they don't want to push, you know, entrepreneurship on nurses? Do they, because they, I feel like school makes us believe you go to nursing school, you get a job at a hospital and you just retire there. And that's it. That's all there is for nursing. And there is so much more. There is absolutely so much more. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point. I think the curriculum needs to be revamped. Yeah. Because times have changed, things are changing. And a lot of uh, student nurses now, I always encourage them to be good troublemakers in sense of, you know, you can be the catalyst to changing curriculum because the world is changing, especially with COVID. So many nurses are, you know, business owners, but you don't have that. So your advocacy can start now in school. You don't have to wait till you're out of school. But I think even um, non-traditional roles in nursing is something that needs to be introduced into the curriculum because a lot of nurses don't know that, right? That you mm-hmm. can, um, you know, be a, a wellness coach or a nurse wellness coach. You can be a legal nurse consultant. You can be a scientist in pharma and a uh, pharmaceuticals, you know what I mean? You can be an educator, you can be all of these things. Um, You can be a wound specialist, you can be, you can be so many things. You can be in leadership. I mean, it's endless. And that's why I love nurses. It's so dynamic, but they don't teach you that. So, you know, the nursing student nurses listening now, these are some of the questions you can be asking your, um, you know, your institution. And, you know, maybe hear what they're talking about, what they're thinking about and how the the need is changing now for nurses. Right. The curriculum you were teaching 10 years ago, you know, should not be the same curriculum you're teaching now. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. And I actually did ask my um, program director about that. I'm like, why don't why don't we teach these things in in nursing school? And she said, they don't feel that it's like part of the fundamentals of nursing. It's just not on top top of their priority list. And I I really wish they do because it opens up a whole different, I mean, a whole different world of opportunities for us as nurses, but also patients. Like, Like for instance, like for my private practice, we offer house calls to like Mm. elderly patients or bed bound patients. And like, that's part of the model. Like we're caring for patients who otherwise probably wouldn't get care. They might not have transportation. Um, They may not have a family member that can take them, you know, from um, point A to point B. So it's like understanding the business aspect of things allows nurses to put on their thinking caps and bring a whole new meaning to innovation in nursing outside of just being in a hospital. Yeah. Innovation is key. And and I think, you know, and I would love to hear your perspective on this. That's why mentorship is so important. That's one of the reasons, you know, I do this podcast because nurses are, even if you are an experienced nurse or a student nurse, it's so important. So, because other people can open and expose you to so many different things. Like you yourself, if you, if someone was your mentee, they would learn so much. So what, what's your take on mentorship for student nurses who may be listening now? And do you mean like, um, like just like RN students, APRN students? 
All students. So, All students. so this is the pathway into nursing. So anyone aspiring nurses, experienced nurses, what's your overall philosophy on mentorship? I think mentorship is such an integral part of your growth as a nurse and broadening your horizons in the field and to think outside of the box. Um, like I said, other than just being in a hospital or working in a doctor's office. Um, again, mentorship holds you accountable. It challenges you to think, what else can I do? Or what is my passion in nursing? Like, or how can I change a policy? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, what board can I serve on? Um, I feel like having somebody there to guide you and help you along the way when you have all these questions um, is the best way to kind of give you, uh, you know, get your foot in the door to to different thinking and to different opportunities that you otherwise may not have had. Yeah, no, absolutely. And absolutely. a mentorship could just even be a, a colleague, could be a friend who's also in your field. It doesn't mean you have to go like hire somebody or hire a coach. You can, um, but mentorship doesn't always mean that. It could just be somebody, you know, like I said, a friend who's also in nursing. And I don't even think it has to be somebody who's in nursing. It could just be, yeah, like it could be somebody in business who can teach you about the business aspect of things and you can figure out how it can work within your your realm of nursing. Um, it's just good to have that camaraderie. And um, like I said, I think the biggest thing is accountability. Is because I feel like a lot of times we have an idea in our minds and we just kind of push it off to the side, like, oh no, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. no, act on it. If you have an idea, it's probably a very good one. <laughs> so develop yeah. that idea and turn it into your passion and turn it into something that um, like you say, Wendy, um, is impactful for your patients and the healthcare profession in a, on a whole. Yeah, I think mentorship, it allows you to unleash your brilliance. You know, yeah. like, like we mm-hmm. learned so much. We learned the foundations in nursing school and, you know, for our first job. But there's so much more in there. There's so much more in there that uh, can be unleashed by having the right mentor. And I always encourage um, you know, experienced and aspiring nurses to join organizations. You know, uh, you could find a mentor there, but you could tap into so many different entities of nursing or personal development or professional development, even as a student nurse. Um, so, yeah, yes. because they mm-hmm. have a lot of seminars that you can attend. Um, you know, I think that definitely, I think that's a very good idea, Wendy, is to join some groups, join some committees, you know, go to a free, you know, especially now everything's virtual. You can attend mm-hmm. anything right from your, your, the, the comfort of your own home. So get, get out there, get involved, um, and see, cause, because nursing has a lot more to offer than you think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, this has been wonderful. I would love to take you through a rapid fire before we wrap up, but do you have any last words for our aspiring nurses? And I want you to tell them how they can get in contact with you before we start our rapid fire. (laughs) Okay. Um, Just, I know there's, there's days that seem very long and it seems very hard and sometimes impossible, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Keep going. If you ever feel like you're stuck, um, you're having trouble with a certain subject or anything, don't hesitate to get a mentor or get a tutor, get extra help because you're going to figure it out. You just need that extra push. Um, And as in terms of how you can get in contact with me, 
Um, so my social handles, I'm on uh, Instagram as the powerhouse NP. You can find me there. Um, and as in terms of my practice, um, it's called Innovative Healthcare of Connecticut. Um, and I'm on social media under that name as well. Um, if you guys would like to email me at all, you can email me, um, my, uh, first initial C last name. I'll just spell it out. Cause my last name is not an easy one to pronounce. Um, uh, A P P I A H E N E at innovative health If you guys have any questions, um, send me a DM, send me an email. Um, I'll be more than happy to help you guys um, brainstorm, whatever it is that you need from me. I love mentoring um, other nurse, nursing students and um, NPs as well. Um, so Camille, do you take uh, nursing students for clinical or NPs, like for placement? Have you, are you, I know you just started your practice, but is that something you have the capacity to do right now? Yes, I'm actually, um, now that we're accepting insurance, we anticipate like a ton of patients because people have literally been waiting for us to, to accept insurance. Um, I anticipate probably within maybe the next semester, I'll have enough patients to make it worth their while for, for precepting. Um, I've had a few people um, on LinkedIn, oh yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as well, um, reach out and ask if I would precept them. And I can't even believe that either. I find that like finding a preceptor is so hard now. Mm -hmm. People are struggling and I don't know, have schools just completely stopped helping you find placement or is there just not enough providers? I don't know what it is, but I see in different groups on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, like, like people just like begging for help. Like they need to find preceptors. I don't know what the problem is. Do you know, like I think it's probably due to the, the nursing shortage crisis that we're going through and just the stress and burnout of nurses, That's you know, true. the pandemic. There's so much going on in the profession right now that I'm not even surprised to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, people are, are working short. People are, are stressed. They're burnt out. It, you know, they, they can't do another thing. The turnover is high, mm-hmm. so institutions are dealing with that. But I'm not surprised. And that's why we need um, nurses, these new nurses coming out. We need you to get through nursing school, come in, work at the bedside, get your experience, create that foundation, and then really just start creating impact. Because like I said, there's so many areas in nursing where you can make an impact. Um, so yeah, yeah. So let's go through the rapid fire. I'm so excited. (laughs) So let me know the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, when I ask you the question or oh gosh okay (laughs) (laughs) okay wellness means optimal health I know I'm stressed when I I forget I start to forget appointments or 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 things on my agenda (laughs) oh my god Wendy you really (laughs) (laughs) okay my go-to stress management solution is music. The one thing I learned about myself during this pandemic is I am more innovative than I thought I was. Mm, That's a good one. That's a really good one. And the last time I had a belly laugh was (laughs) probably yesterday with my kids. I have two toddlers, a two-year-old and almost four-year-old. And the things that they say, is like, it's hysterical. (laughs) They are funny. (laughs) 
And my last question for you is, what gets you through when you're starting, when you feel like you want to give up? What word, what saying, what mantra, what what gets you through when you just feel like you want to throw in the towel? I honestly, for I, I've always strived to be a person that my children can look up to. And I, I just can't quit at anything that I do. I just have to keep pushing. Um, I'm not a quitter, never have been. And I think self-fulfillment, but also I think my kids for when, you know, as they get older, they're like, wow, mom did all these things while she was raising us. And, you know, she can do it. I can do it. You know, that kind of thing. So I keep pushing because of my little boys. Yeah. And you know what, what's good about that legacy and it doesn't even matter where you are. If you're a nursing student or a current nurse, you have to think of legacy. I think of, when I think of impact and purpose, legacy is right there. Everything yep. you're doing is really leaving footprints in the world. So your kids and everyone else can see the impact you had on the world. So thank you so much for being here. And we will definitely have you back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.